So this is part of our 70,000 tons of metal interview series. Amazing. Yeah, it was freaking amazing is right. But anyway, before we get started, we want to thank definitely uh, Skipper, Andy, and Allison, and Wolfgang, and everyone over at uh, CMM, including Sonia, who was so gracious to help me set all these up. Even when she had a stressful day and everybody was yelling at her for not getting things done, she got us the interviews we needed with no problem at all. So I want to thank all of them. Amazing. And for an amazing time. And if you want to know more about 70,000 tons of metal, just go to 70,000 tons of metal.com. And I suggest you do because really there's nothing like it. This was round five for me, I believe. And there's really nothing like it. So do that. All right. This is Steve Zetro Souza from Exodus. And you are listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast. Turn it up. Welcome to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I am Bruce. I'm uh, sad. My name is Chris. (laughs) Chris is sad because today we're going to continue with interviews from 70,000 Tons of Metal that I was at. And I was not at. And Chris was not at. So he's just going to rub this in every (laughs) fucking week. Right. So at least for the next uh, five or six episodes we got here. Um. Got some great interviews on the boat, as you know, and today we've got Steve Zetro from Exodus. Dude, they opened the boat. Well, they didn't necessarily open the boat, but they were the first night, and then they closed it right before the skipper's uh, announcement. Oh, man. That... And Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I didn't see many bands twice. This was one of the bands, uh, both times, full sets, couldn't leave. They just freaking kick ass. Such a good band. My God. And, and and when when the band that plays with the skipper's speech, that's like a moment. The whole boat, the whole boat is at that show. Like that's yep. the like I know the pool deck gets packed, but when that happens, that you can't move in that area. It is fucking a magical time on that boat. Oh, it was great. I mean, I even said to Denise, like, it's ama- it's amazing that the boat is not like kind of lopsided because there's five thousand people sitting back there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they played their whole Bonded by Blood, their debut album, start to finish, and it was just fucking magical. That's full what, moon, that's what full they moon. That's what they played on the pool deck set? Yeah, the last night. Oh my god. First night was like a mix of stuff. It was great. Awesome. Jesus. Uh, you know Theater, I believe. And then yeah, the last night. No, just last year I saw um, Max and Igor do the whole Roots album for the Skipper's speech. Nice. And and now you get Exodus doing their whole debut album for that. Like, oh, my God. It was great, right? Start to finish. I mean, they kicked ass. It was a full moon. The boat was a little rocky, but everybody and their brother was out there. They were penises surfing, (laughs) inflatable penises, (laughs) inflatable penises, and uh, Jesus is surfing across the crowd. Dude, I will tell you, I took pictures of it, and I'll send it to you. The best was like this dude in a wheelchair. Everybody had him in almost every show I saw, especially that last Exodus show. He was hoisted right up and crowd surfing. Was that Jason? I know uh, that. I know that sounds weird for me. To I'm, say. I'm not sure. I met I met this guy last year, Jason in a wheelchair. Nicest it's, guy ever. Like older dude, older dude. Yeah, older dude. It might be him because he was an older dude and he was having a time of his life. Man, I'll send you some pictures of him. You can tell me if it's him, but he was up there just. Top of the crowd in his wheelchair. Oh, dude. I got so drunk with that guy last year, it wasn't even funny. 
there's a, there's a theme going on. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like to drink, except on right. the boat. <laughs> right. Or on Thursday nights or Friday nights or, or whatever. Monday nights or Tuesdays. You know. Right. I usually take a day off. <laughs> nice. Just oh, that's good. Give me liver a little break. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. My liver needs a break. But yeah, Exodus just freaking tore it up. And Gary Holt being back in the band after uh, being out on the road with Slayer for a couple of years was just, it was pretty great. And I hate to use the word because I've said it already and it sounds corny, but it was magical. It was absolutely stellar. Oh, I bet. I bet. And Zetro's a great guy. I've spoken to him before. We actually had a long conversation about my Blue Yeti microphone because he's got his own podcast called Zetro's Toxic Vault. Oh, and- wow. Yeah, we had talked about like the Blue Yeti microphone. He was looking for microphones, and he loved the way because we played back the quality. He was like, "Hey, that's a pretty good microphone." So he's trying to, you know, we talked about gear for a little bit, and I'm hoping we can try and put something together, at least cross promotion or even, you know, working together at some point. Oh, absolutely! And it, what an honor to have a guy like that on our podcast. Are you kidding me? He's amazing. Super nice guy. Super, super great. When I first got there, he's like, "Hey, I hope you're not going to ask me any stupid questions because I'm not going to answer like." Any questions about Kirk Hammett from Metallica being in the band 30 years ago? If that comes up, I'm getting up and walking out the door. <laughs> I, <laughs> and he had like these couple things. He's like, I'm not answering those. If you ask that, I'm just getting up and walking out because I've asked and answered that 100 million times, which is great because as the five listeners know, we always are prepared for the non-traditional questions. And we so we, we don't ask those questions. No. We don't even give a fuck about Kirk Hammett in his band. (laughs) Right. That has nothing to do with Exodus playing the pool deck before the skipper set and blowing everybody's socks off. Absolutely. So anyway, it was a great conversation. He's a super down-to-earth guy. And uh, if you uh, stay tuned, you can check it out. All right. Keep it metal. Keep it metal. You've been to a lot of festivals. You've played uh, Europe and everything. How does uh, like seventy thousand tons compare to you know a European fest or a proper European festival? I, I think that um, the difference is is that you're in close proximity of the fans. I have nowhere to go that right. you you can't walk out of your stateroom. There's no side door in and then side door out and no van picking you up. Um, and uh, honestly. That's what they pay for. They pay for the intimacy. They pay for the um, to be able to see. Hey, there's Zetro eating pizza in the fucking right. thing. You understand? And that's part of it. And that's why I'm very good with the fans too. I really am. I would um, hope that at, at that year ten now that they're a little bit. I'm not going to go interrupt him while he's eating that pizza. Maybe in year one they did. Do you find that it's it's sort I, of know, like that? They give know, you a chance to get actually, up. Yeah, they're actually been respectful when you're doing eating or that. But they'll come up and hey, great. Like I was eating breakfast this morning by myself and people were coming up. You were great last night. Thank you so much. And I was, Thank you, guys. What are you going to do, man? Yeah. One of your guys that you've listened to for how many fucking years is sitting right there right. in front of you? It's like, oh my God, there he is. And then as a musician, those are the guys that buy your records, so you kind of got to... And they buy this, and they come to your right. show, so you cannot kind of, you have to. Yeah. It, it's it's And it's not like, well, it's something I don't want to do. It's something I do want to do. I, I don't mind if I come on here, I look at it like this. I'm working for four days constantly. When I walk out of that room, right. I'm working. That means I'm taking pictures, I'm hanging out, I'm telling stories. People right. will come up and go, Zetro, I want to ask you a question. I just want to ask you this, you know. Are we on? Yeah, 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 no, we're good. Cool. And, I, you know, and I'll tell them, 
you know, well, what was that? Oh, like, where'd you get the name? Where'd you get the name Zetro? You know, just things like that. You know, tell me, hey, man, I seen you in 92 on this and that with Pantera. And I was like, people want to reminisce when they saw you the first time or the first time they heard you sing or, right. or something like that. So it's really... Um, um, to me, it's cool because I'm a guy. I'm a people person. Yeah. I'm not one of those guys. Uh, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, I'll take a picture. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, I talk to everybody. Right. I, but you see, when we're walking up, those are my three favorite people. Right. How do you think those people think that oh, the sure. singer for Exodus just walked by and said they're my three favorite people right. on the bus? That makes them feel good about themselves. You know, it makes them feel like it, you're not just separated from this. Do you understand? You're. We're all together in this. I say it on stage all the time. We are one big heavy metal family. Yeah. That is the way it is. We can't do this without you, and you guys don't can't bang your heads without us. And I don't it know that there's any the, kind of musical genre not, other than this. There's that not. Like, you don't have the country. I say it all the time. There's not. There isn't another genre in music that is as close to their fans as heavy metal. Not hip-hop, not anything. I mean, think about it. We don't get any television, radio play. Right. It's all because you know you can't convince somebody to like heavy metal. No, you either like it or you don't. So my wife is on the cruise, can't stand it, but she came along. Cannot stand Vicky, it. <laughs> my girlfriend hates it. Right? They'll play Exodus stuff, and the other girlfriends or wives of the bands yeah. will go, "Who's this, Vicky?" And she'll go. <laughs> This is the guy you sleep with every night. Right. She's like, if it's not Def Leppard and the Scorpions, I don't care. You know what I mean? So Vic's like, am I coming on this cruise? I'm all, Emperor, the Faceless, right. Possessed. She's all, thank you. Nope, that's not, no problem. You know, cattle, cattle decapitation. Goes, no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, I'm not doing that. No way. Yeah, Van, so my wife's not doing you know, the pool thing. Right. Oh, that's what she says. I'll sit at the pool. I go, but they have a pool band and you're going to have to. She goes, fuck <laughs> that, man. Right. I can't. I go, every... You'll only get a break for 45 minutes and then another band's right. going to start. So if you want to be at the pool, you're subjected to listening to it. She's like, she taps out. Yeah. Done. So I, I kind of do. She went on the motorboat. We did the motorboat right. a couple of years ago. And that, and, and even on that one, she was like, and it was anthrax. Right, that's Slayer, more classic stuff. You know, hate breed, suicidal, corrosion. And she was still like, I don't really like any of these bands. Right. I like Motorhead, but I mean, you know. Yeah, well, that's better than my wife. She probably wouldn't even like Motorhead. She's just not. Really? Not yeah. not a fan. But that's, that's what, her thing. But this is why I love my, my girl, because she doesn't like me. She doesn't love me because right. of this. She, In fact, the, when I met her, I walked up to her and I said, yeah, I was talking to her friend, and I go, do you listen to heavy metal? And she goes, yes. And I'm like, oh, good. I want somebody who doesn't right. even know. But it's like Poison or something, right? Yeah. Def Leppard, yeah. She said that's her favorite band. Yeah. So yeah, Def Leppard, Scorpions, I'm on. I'm in. With all due respect, that's not heavy metal. I go, do you know who Slayer is? So I think I heard them. You ever heard of Exodus or Testament? She's like, no. And I says, tell you what, there's a band called Exodus. Go on the website. I go, I'm actually... I was working at the time. I wasn't really playing in Exodus at right. the time. I had a couple of my age. I had a couple of little bands going. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, like um, I'm actually kind of a big deal in music even though I <laughs> she's like really and then the next day I seen her on the train it was a bar train and so mm -hmm. she goes you're a rock star I go well I'm going to work right now so how right. much of a rock star am I really you know so then we hooked up since then and I, that was in 08 I've been with her 12 years now we never got married but we, we've been together we lived together right. and she 
if I'm in my car, don't you play that shit. Yep. I don't want to hear the shit. Can we listen to 98 Kiss FM? I want the 80s songs, you know? I'm like, okay, play whatever you want, Vic. I don't give a shit, you know? Sure. So that my, my list goes out now because I have too many questions. But so going back to, you know, my wife's not into it, but like I clearly remember a defining moment where I picked up. For me, it was walking into a record store and seeing Diary of a Mad Men on the shelves on LP. And I went, holy fuck, I bought it, didn't know what it was. And from the first notes, that was it for me. You got one of those? Okay, how old are you? I'm 52. I'm 55. Okay. So my father was um, an old school biker who built Harleys in the 60s and 70s, you know, with the angels and all right. that kind of shit. And so he wasn't one, but he that was his deal. And then back in then, that was a rare thing. Not like it is now. If you owned a Harley, you were like considered an outlaw. And I would go into his garage while he listened to, worked on his bikes, and he would listen to the FM stations. And I'm talking, this is 1970, 71. Mm-hmm. So we listened to Sabbath and the Allman Brothers, and I heard Stairway to Heaven in when I was eight years old. And that changed my life really? forever. Yes, because so don't I, take this the wrong way. That almost sounds cliche, but that's real. It's real. <laughs> no, no, I'm it's not. Real. I'm not knocking you. That's this. and because I never heard anybody sing with a high voice, and I never heard lead guitar played like that before. Because the song is kind of slow, and then when it gets jamming, it's going. Damn, as we won. I never heard a vocal like that before. Right, and then I know the the lead in my head. Right, you know, and I was like, what's this? So for my eighth birthday, my my dad took me to the record factory and we bought an eight track tape of yep. Led Zeppelin 4 and it just come out like previous and then I was in fourth grade I think and by sixth grade Susan listens to acid rock man Susan listens to it wasn't metal yet it was right. it was uh, Susan likes Alice Cooper Susan likes you know and, and I would listen to but, the Osmonds or Michael right. G because know, there's and, that one thing that gets in your blood for me it was Diary of a Mad Man I heard Randy oh um, my god know, that was that but yeah, I mean, whatever, I could, over the mountain I, I think saw the first, him yeah. I saw them oh, twice live I missed it twice I seen him open for Motorhead wow. I seen Motorhead open for them Wow. At a, at a Santa Cruz Civic Auditorium with about 1,500 people. Yeah, that's... It was uh, Ozzy's first tour, Blizzard of Oz. I had tickets on that tour, you know, a couple weeks prior to, or after his accident. And then, then it got postponed, and then yeah. Brad Gillis, I think, was in, and it was... A right, well, I seen him the year prior, and then I seen him in that December for um, Diary Tour, because they were on tour for Blizzard, although the records were recorded simultaneously. Yes, I heard, yeah. And so... The, Thank uh, God. Or we wouldn't uh, have Diary. Right, right, because he was gone, and so... He, um, I met him too. He was really cool, and I just really quick. So I was like, I did security at at, at uh, Bill Graham. Thought, you know, Bill Graham was a yeah, huge yeah. promoter, and I did security there. And I'm out at the soundboard. My job was that day to make sure nobody leaned on the rail. And during sound check, he came down and walked around. I'm like, you lean anywhere you want. Like, well, no, no, he walked up. There was oh, okay. nobody in the crowd yet. Gotcha. The crowd wasn't in yet. And I said, I'm just a huge fan. He's like, I'm Randy. Nice to meet you. I'm like, just humble dude. Yeah, with this deep, like, voice. Really? Yeah, he talked like I, I Randy. I would never I'm imagined that. Randy, yeah, he didn't talk like it was Randy. I'm Randy. How you doing? So it was Shit. cool. And I mean, I'm still very metal. I in my car, it's like, you know, and I go for. I mean, I, I had a, I had this Crocus thing going on last week where I was just listening to Crocus. Wow. But I'll, I'll go like screaming in the night kind of stuff. Yeah, all that era. I was listening to a Headhunter and mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know. Yeah. Tonight, long stick. Goes boom! I love that. I get in Sackland kicks, Percival Fate, and then I'll get on a punk kick, and I'll listen to the Ramones and the Sex Pistols, and you know, Rancid for. Sure. I, I get on these kicks, but it's always heavy aggressive. music, yeah. aggressive. And I'll go to the gym. I go to the gym six days a week, and I get in there. And some days, I gotta put Slayer in there. That's my minute. One minute. All right. 
Uh, I don't know where we'll go from here. So let's. <laughs> I had too many questions. Where do we go? Where from do we go here? from here? So at a festival like this, and I guess everywhere you've been. You're seeing multi-generational kind of things going Which on now. Great. How great is that? I mean, that? Because longevity is in multi-generations. And we did a meet and greet last year. It was one, I remember, because it was grandfather, son, grandson, three generations great. of fans, and I was blown. Because I know I bring my, well, one of my kids, the other one's on a team music and all, but the one goes with me everywhere. You know, mine are in their own band. Yeah, I know. I've Patriot. Got to yeah, about Patriot, Patriot, right? Yeah, yeah. fuck. Fucking, they, they kill it, and they just kill it, so it just, it's the next thing. That's kind of cool, I mean. It yeah. is cool. It is way cool. Last one, and then yes. I'll, I know we're going to no go problem. Up. Do you ever imagine you'd still be doing this 40 years no. later, 50 no. years later, No, no, we talked about this in the 80s, and, and we are fat now, so he said, look, dudes, <laughs> we're like, look, we'll be on that, hey, man, I need an oxygen tank to go do this. I think we'll be doing this in, in, the, two, in, the, in the 2000s? This is for the 80s. We are like... Eh, maybe not the way, not the way we were right. going, but we're still here, and we're pretty close to. I mean, me and Tom and Gary are. It's usually hard to get three or pretty. I consider myself an original because Bonded came yeah. out, and I joined uh, after that. And I think I'm Bruce Dixonson. Uh, yeah, Paul did I, the two. I the same. Brian Brian Johnson. It's the same. I think the band yes. was built on me, even though that is such a very monumental record. All right, what is up? It is Pathos back here once again with a tastefully delicious pick of the day for you right here on the Brutally Delicious podcast. Hailing from the cold Nordic winds, I bring you Inepsigos on Osmos Productions, true Norwegian black metal. The track you hear underneath me right now is Cups of Anger, which is going to be out on their new album, Wrath of Wraths out on March 27th, wherever fine black metal is sold. Cups of Wrath was also released via black metal promotion on YouTube, so make sure you check them out there. All right, the first thing you're going to notice when you listen to this track is the monolithic sound that literally freezes the blood within you. This isn't like more traditional second wave black metal with lower quality production. This stuff sounds good, guys. I mean, the atmosphere that they add in over the top it almost gives a sense of what some of the Doom bands do out there, like in Coffination. It's just the, literally the sound sounds as big as the sky is the only way that I can describe it. But they don't just leave it there. They go into the traditional side of things, too. They bring it in those blast beats, very reminiscent of Emperor and Dark Funeral. Even as you go further into this track, they bring in the Orthodox chant, reminiscent of Batushka and Hesychast. That's been a great development in the black metal scene, in my opinion, to take something so counterintuitive to what you think this music would be, and it fits together so perfectly, and they execute it wonderfully. All in all, this is an amazing track, and I personally cannot wait to hear more from these guys. This is Anepsigos on Osmos Productions. Find them on YouTube, Facebook, all your social media outlets. Make sure you support them. Give them a like, give them a share, give them a follow. If you don't, they'll haunt your dreams. Until next time, this is Pathos with his pick of the day on the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Good morning, class. Today's obscure horror movie review goes to Michael Thomas Daniels 2019 release, Get Gone. This movie has everything it needs to be a perfectly acceptable addition to a long list of cookie-cutter horror films. However, it stumbles along the way and will be lost to obscurity due to its pathetic lack of suspense and the surprising lack of gore. Starting with a good mix of characters to be fodder for a duo of leather-faced-like killers living in the woods of Oregon, one would think that this movie is off to a good start. 
Both killers in this instance are portrayed by the spawn of Hollywood's own Nicolas Cage to include his son Weston Cage Coppola and his nephew Bailey Coppola. The duo try to make the most of their sadistic characters but aren't left with much to work with due to the inept writing and the directing by Daniel. Horror icon Lynn Shea, who most people recognize from the Insidious series, truly comes through as the diamond in the rough. The film focuses on a group of urban legend hoax exposers who take a team-building trip into the woods where the supposed clan of Maxwells, to include the freakish Albino brothers, are being driven from their land. The team's backstory and the reason for the whole trip is only given enough details to be made confusing. And in fact, they have absolutely nothing to do with the reason the Maxwells are being removed from their property by an energy company. The film could have been salvaged with the inclusion of a set of mysterious and disturbing antagonists. However, there is nothing about the Maxwells that is left unsettling. All of the Maxwells, to include the two sons, Patton and Apple, have plenty of dialogue and are seen far too often and clearly to be made mysterious and the laughable makeup work to turn the killers into creepy albinos is absolutely appalling. The character of Apple has a fascination with masks, which just leads him to be in a cheap knockoff version of Jason or Leatherface. This leaves Get Gone as just a haphazard imitation of far more memorable horror movies. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.